Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life of Liz. Let's go. Don't let this moment's past you. Grab you a pet in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. Don't let this moment's past you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. Yo, yo, yo. Derek Sire here with another episode of My Life of List. For those of you that uh, don't skip the intro, I don't even know if you can skip the intro on podcasts, but in my mind, like, I want people when they hear it to go like, life, uh, list. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that with me right now if you didn't do it in the intro. So I'm going to start over. Yo, 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 Derek Sire here with another episode of Life, uh, list. Hopefully you pumped your fist while you said it and everything because you are officially a part of the My Life of List family. So if you're just now joining uh, the family, just now swinging through this podcast at episode 19, for some story, for some strange reason, you like jump to 19 because it's your favorite number and this is your first episode. Uh, we follow the book on here. Uh, My Life of List is an actual book. You can go to lifeoflist.com, grab the book, go to Amazon, wherever it is. I want to make sure that not only are you part of the family, but that you can have a reference for the podcast as well. Can't go another moment without shouting out possibilities, hosting this thing, Paradigm Shift, powering it, um, and DJ Jazz and Santiago on the ones and twos behind the mirror making the magic happen. Thank you all so much, everybody, for coming together to make this podcast happen. I'm humbled. It's an honor and a privilege to be the voice going forward. Without further ado, you know I can't jump in without going back. I want people to start saying that, too. You know I can't jump in without going back. The title of this one, number 18, is called Booty Quakes. That's right, Booty Quakes. Now listen, uh, I come, I'm, a, I'm the 80s baby, I'm an 80s baby, and I gotta, um, I mean, we come from a long line of rump-shaking music. I just, you know, like, boom, 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 boom. I mean, there's so many types of music. Uh, you know, Will Smith, make it clap. Mm. Oh, is that Buster Rhymes? I think they both had one. But I'm just saying, booty quakes. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're actually talking about passing gas, compliments of my kids. And so I'm going to give you list, this list of 10 things that my kids, I asked them, I said, tell me 10 different ways. We're just in the car. Keep in mind, you know, they're young. They're probably about 8, 9, 10 at this point. And I'm like, give me 10 ways that we could talk about passing gas. And their creative minds just opened up. Now, listen, there's some moms out there that, that may be cringing. Uh, maybe there's some dads. I don't know. Normally, there's one or the other uh, that, that tends to take this route. In my family, my wife is, um, is not the one. I'm the one that's obviously going to bring up passing gas and firing and all this stuff. She's the one that's going to be like, ooh, can we find a different word? You know, like, toot. Can we find a, you know, that's kind of her. Uh, but I'm like, you know, open the floodgates, let it fly, right? So I'm talking to my kids, and these are the 10 things that they told me when we talked about <laughs> we talked about passing gas. You all are going to love this list. I absolutely, listen, in fact, I want you to inbox me, message me. If there's some show notes down there, like I want you to leave it. Whatever it is, I want you to tell me which one is your best one. Okay, here we go. Remember, it's a list of 10. Number one, poot. So that's classic. Poot is a classic term. I'm sure everybody uses it. I don't know. I, I, to me, I bet poot is, like they say it 
the English word poot in different languages. I feel like poot is universal. Somebody pass gas, you poot it. Poot. That's number one. Number two, these are going to get interesting. A booty burp. <laughs> they call it a booty burp. That's absolutely amazing to me. Like when you think about burping out of your mouth, they're like, but it's like burping out of your bottom. We call it a booty burp. Number three, they called it dookie dust. Oh, I love kids so much. Oh, they will just like whatever's in their mind. They just like, if you give them the permission and the space, which we'll talk about, they'll just say it out. Number three was dookie dust. Oh, number four was booty quakes. Booty quakes. They're like, Dad, sometimes when you pass gas, it sounds like your your bottom is slapping together like it's a booty quake. I was like, yes, I absolutely understand. Like, I got the analogy as soon as you said it, right? You didn't have to explain it, but you did, and I appreciate that. Number five, farting. Classic. That's up there. Number number one is probably going to be fart. Number two is probably going to be poot, right? In the classic references to passing gas. Number five was farting. Number six, gasatosis. Which is great, right? Because now they're in this age where they're in science and they're learning about osmosis and photosynthesis and how things are transformed. And so they took what was in class and they brought it to the passing gas conversation. Gasatosis. Man, they mama smart. Number seven, booty clap. That's what made me think of make it clap. Uh, make it, they called it a booty clap because they were like, Dad, it's like, okay, okay never mind. Uh, number eight, crop dusting. Yep, classic. That's a crop dusting. If you if you ever, for those of you that are not familiar with crop dusting, it's when you get up and you walk by people or a group or a room and you just let the gas pass as you're walking through. This is a reference to a plane coming over crops, like in a field, and they kind of let the spray stuff, right? It's called crop dusting. You can also use it for, um, for passing gas. Number nine, they call it a butt whistle. <laughs> These kids are brilliant. Brilliant. They're so smart. Butt whistle. And then number 10, a Canadian hello. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. What's a Canadian hello? Can you imagine everybody in, in Canada walking around, lifting up one leg, going, poof, poof, hello, poof. Like they just, a Canadian hello. I don't know. My kids are brilliant. They're absolutely wonderful. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Number one, poot. Number two, booty burp. You're like, Derek, what are we talking about today? We're talking about life of list. Let me let me get there. Number three, dookie dust. Number four, booty quakes. Number five, farting. Six, gasitosis. Seven, booty clap. Eight, crop dusting. Nine, butt whistle. Ten, Canadian hello. Ah, these kids are so smart. Now, this is what I've learned uh, from working with... Uh, the youth working with kids, working with students. Uh, it, it's these, it's these, these four things, right? Show interest, be genuine, ask questions, and reserve judgment. Ah, uh, whenever you do that, not only with kids, not only with students, not only with young people, but just people in general, right? If you show a genuine interest, like if you show interest, you be genuine with that interest. You ask questions and you reserve judgment. Ah, the information that you get. I used to have students that would just tell me some stuff just for shock value to see if I was going to respond. And when I did not respond, it opened the door up for them to share even more. I remember being in a, uh, in a in a youth group. It was actually in church. Pastors, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I, I opened up the space for kids to speak freely. And I mean, that was back in the room using all kinds of language. I mean, we was at church. 
I'm not advising your local youth pastor to do this. This was just my approach. But they were just, and they were so frustrated and so angry. But if you can get past the language, if you can get past the offense of of of, of being uh, an adult and then being a children and speaking that way, and if you can get past that and hear what they really were trying to say, they were frustrated. They were confused with the, the religious process and they didn't understand. And they were just using the language that they had in order to express that. And I'm telling you, if we can connect with people at this level to where we can get past our pomp and circumstance and our prestige, and this is how people talk and behave, if we can get past that and see what people are really talking about, then we can get to the root, the issue of the problem. Not only do we get to the root and the issue of the problem, but we get the most sincere version of the person that we're connecting with. Once my kids, look at the list. I'm going to go back to the list. Once my kids said, poot, and I didn't cringe, and I didn't respond like, oh, oh, you said poot. Oh, my God. Can we find a different way? Once they said poot, because I'm writing them down. I'm catching them as they're saying them. As I'm saying it, the list got more creative. As After they said poot, and farting, after they got through that, all oh, they opened up. I mean, the floodgates was booty burp, dookie dust, gasitosis, booty clap, butt whistle. Like, they just, they just opened it up. And I'm telling you, if we begin to engage people, we begin to operate out of genuine interest. We ask questions and we don't react or respond out of this, uh, this, this, gall of like oh like how dare if we don't do that then we get who people are people don't show other people who they really are based on the judgment that they feel like they feel like they're going to get not only fear not only feel but also fear that they're going to get people don't want to be judged and they don't want to be treated differently they don't want to be ostracized or isolated they don't want to be made fun of and so they give you the version of themselves that they believe will be the most palatable man i am on a soapbox today people give you what they think you want so they can protect and preserve who they really are if i show you who i am if i take the mask off and pull the curtain down and i show you who i am and you ridicule that and you make fun of it oh I, that's the potential of me being broken I thought we were friends and we're not friends. I thought I could trust you, but I can't trust you. I thought this was a safe space, but it's not safe. And you will never, ever get that version of me again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because I, I know how to be fake. I know how to put a mask on. I know how to, to, to be who I think you want me to be. I can dress the way and do my hair the way and speak the way. And I can do all those things so that you feel comfortable. But if we get to a place where we want other people to feel comfortable around us and we can feel comfortable around them, then both of us are getting the most gen genuine and sincere version of ourselves. And I can work with that. I can work with that human. I can absolutely connect and relate with and, 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 and be uh, sincere and transparent and honest. I can get that person. But what I can't do is connect sincerely to an individual that has to keep their mask up based on what they think I'm going to do or say. And my kids taught me this lesson. Dad, do you want the real us or do you want the, the version of us that is doing what we're supposed to do and saying what we're supposed to say? Oh, I've had the most fulfilling conversations with my children when I let them know they're not going to get in trouble 
for anything that they say, and there's not going to be any backlash. And now that's just the norm. I had friends uh, listening to my daughter and I go back and forth, and they think we're arguing, and we're really not. We're just having a conversation. And she's speaking her mind, and I'm speaking my mind. And she knows at the end of the day, I can be wooed or swayed, but we're going to make a decision. And that decision is what we're going to hold to. And that's the same way with people. It's the exact same way with people, not just kids, with people. If you give people the space and the opportunity to be themselves, and when they show you something that everybody else has flinched at, and you give them the stone cold face of like, yep, mm -hmm, keep going. Oh, you've won a friend. You've won somebody over. You've gained an ally. You've gained access. When they tell you something that is, is, uh, that is supple, that is sensitive to, to, to the core of who they are, when they leak that out, when they just test you to see how you're going to respond, and you don't respond negatively, oh, man, you've created a safe space without even knowing it. You've gained a friend, an ally from somebody you need. When you can, can not only create a space where they can say it and you don't respond negatively, this is the next level for you all. This is the next level of connecting and building relationship and building friends and creating safe spaces. When you are not only able to keep a straight face, but that face turns to compassion and empathy and relatability and trust, when your face turns, when your demeanor and your response and your receptiveness returns to a place, when it turns to a place that's supportive, and I see you, and I hear you, and I value you, and I'm giving you that space to be exactly who you want and need to be here, oh. Y'all got me riled up today. This is why it's so important to spend the time connecting. Everybody doesn't have to be like you. Everybody doesn't have to be like me. In fact, the world full of Derricks is going to be a jacked up place. I promise you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a jacked up place. We need diversity in thought. We need a variety of preference. We need differences. That's what makes us strong. When we can get a lot of ideas and perspective to surround a single thing, and we can look at it from all angles, that's how the best possible solution comes to the top. But it only happens when we allow people to say, booty burp and dookie dust. <laughs> and we keep a straight face. So this is what I want for you all. You know, I never like to leave our, our time together without a challenge. I want you all to work on your game face. And I want you to work on your game face until it transitions into a true, supportive, empathetic, compassionate face. You don't have to agree with it. But what I know about most people is that they love people. We have to find out how to best love those, those folks. That's our job. That's our job. And I, and I bet you the door will open with simple conversations. And those simple conversations will turn into more important conversations. And those more important conversations will turn into life-altering and life-changing conversations, all because we were able and willing, available to show up, show interest, be genuine, ask questions, and ultimately, reserve judgment. I'm not even going to end it with the title. I'm just going to say, I guess I am. This is Booty Quakes. 
that doesn't make any sense unless you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> but I want to encourage you all to go out and have earth-shattering, cheek-clapping, booty-quick conversations. <laughs> this is Derek Sire with your Life of Liz. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios. Signing off until next time. Don't let that small moments pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list. <laughs>